0: Hey what's up guys, welcome back to another episode of the Boyos Discuss, the podcast where we pick a topic and then shoot the shit about it for a while. This week we're continuing our review of Shenmue the Animation, where we'll be talking about episode 3, which is titled Yin Yang. If you want to check out the show, then you can watch the English dub on Toonami, or the Japanese dub with English subtitles on Crunchyroll. With that out of the way, I'm Matthew, and I'm joined by my co-host Ben. How's it going, Boyo? What up? So, uh, before we get into, uh, basically the episode outline, um, we did have sort of, like, a bit of news, in quotes, it wasn't anything too substantial, but, um, basically IGN, over the weekend, they had this thing called FanFest, and they had, like, you know, trailers, and, like, sort of interviews with people about different stuff, like, they had a, uh, uh, trailer and interview for Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker Saga, talked about some in- interesting stuff, but they had one for Shenmue the Animation, and they had, uh, like, a extended sort of preview um, for the show, for the episode that we just watched. And then uh, Yu Suzuki, who's the series creator, he had a little blurb that he said. He's just like, yeah, I really hope that, like, you know, this introduces new people to the franchise and it brings in more people. So that way we can sort of wrap the story up, you know, once there's more interest. And wow. it's like, please.
1: That was really vague. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> When I, I like, like the money. This is making me <laughs> keep watching. <laughs> I mean, it was at this point, he's, he's getting old, you uh, know, it's like, it, so he's fucking George RR R. Martining us. He's just going to fucking okay, create an <laughs> epic story and not going to finish it and just be like, yeah, we'll maybe one day. <laughs> yeah, hold um, your breath. It was still neat though. Like, I, cause I don't think we've seen
0: much from him, like sort of leading up into this. Um, so it was good to see like. You know, they sort of reaffirm that he's involved with it as, like, I think executive producer. And so it's like, okay, it's good to know that he does have, like, input on what's sort of being said. And there are some things that we'll talk a bit about in this episode that sort of expand on stuff we didn't necessarily hear about in the games. Um, and I'll sort of,
1: you know, as we go along, we'll talk a a, about it's that. It's a legitimate sentiment to see like a thing you're passionate about that's vague being mentioned at all. And you're yeah. like, oh, cool. It's, it's like what like they Metroid say Prime about 4? it. Exactly. <laughs> it's like what they say about it. Fucking nothing, but they mentioned it. Oh, well, at least they know it exists. That's, that's <laughs> We changed the Twitter banner. There that's you all go. we really want. Yeah, the Twitter <laughs> yeah. banner was enough for me for a minute. It's been like five years since any <laughs> news has come out. I'm like, all right. Is it isn't just forgotten? That's cool. <laughs> Alright, so I'm um, sort of getting
0: into the episode, we open up on Bailu Village uh, again, and Shenhua has, uh, she's up to her usual shenanigans, which involve her walking around town, mumbling the prophecy, and I think we're all sort of in agreement here, I've listened to a few other, um, you know, like, reviews and podcasts online that she like we get it you're we you're, fucking get it like we oh know my god like the prophecy but like chill you can, out. like
1: recited by memory and i'm calling it fucking now halfway through this anime there's gonna be a recap episode and it's just gonna be senwa wandering the village going remember when and telling <laughs> and <it's>, all the <laughs> telling all the villagers and saying the prophecy 30 times <laughs> they're setting it up
0: <laughs> uh, so she's walking around town uh and there's this guy who uh in shenmue 3 he's sort of like it's very clear he has a crush on Shenhua, and since Rio is with her, he's like, who the fuck is this guy? And she's like, hey, like, back off, like, it's not like
1: that, <laughs> like, chill out. And he's like, Yeah. is asexual, I'm pretty sure, so don't worry about it. I mean, yeah.
0: <laughs> but, uh, you know, so she's sort of talking with him, and, uh, you know, they're talking by this well, and he's like, you know, well, who the hell would want to come... And visit our village from across the sea, like we live in the middle of fucking nowhere. Mm. Like, what's the point of this? And she just doesn't
1: say anything. It's just the prophecy one more time, in case <laughs> you missed it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I had never asked. So she's Shenwa. Who's Shenmu? Is it a person? Is that a? It's a tree. <laughs> That's right. It's That's the Shenmu tree. <laughs> the Shenmu tree. What is this fucking series? Because like we're gonna talk about more of this episode. And it's revealing a lot of, like, what the stakes are and what the threats and shit. And it's, like, cosmic, demonic shit. Black black, black <laughs> magic. And fucking, I don't know what's... There's demons. There's yeah. a dude who wants to take over China. There's fucking all these high stakes. And it's, like, now there's a fucking tree with something. What the fuck's the tree, man? Why is the tree the most important thing going on with this? Do they ever exploit <laughs> so, it? So, it's, like,
0: we sort of get the idea that, like... Um, Because, like, the tree is, like, a cherry blossom tree. And outside of her house, she has one. And then outside of Rio's house, there's a cherry blossom tree. And there's all this other sort of weird, like... It's getting into, like, I don't know, theories and stuff like that where we see flashbacks of Shenhua growing up or what we assume to be her growing up, but it's very clearly, like, a completely different time period. So it's, like, almost going into, like past lives sort of thing fuck? and that tree is there in the past lives so it's like there's more significance to it that we don't even have after we've already seen it and uh at the end of the second game and then in the third game i'm legitimately shocked at how fucking weird this shit is getting like oh, i and thought it was just i, I think they've changed uh because like there's even some weird stuff where um like i think initially they wanted more mystical sort of like weird like world ending stuff like there's um there was going to be an MMO at one point called Shenmue Online and it what? go it shows like in the trailers that um Shenhua had like mystical powers and could like shoot magic what? orbs and stuff but i think because of like that never went anywhere cuz they just didn't have the funding and uh you know interest just sort of waned uh you know for an MMO around Shenmue. they were like that's not really the experience that you're playing A Shenmue game for. Yeah,
1: Suzuki's just a fucking nerd. It's like, dude, you made, like, a hyper-realistic life sim. What are you doing with magic beams and demons? And he's like, I do what I want! (laughs) So,
0: the speculation is that he's sort of, like, changed his mind on some of that, and, like, things have... And I'm like, yeah, because they... There are things, um, you know, we'll sort of get into it later, um, you know, and obviously, like, spoiler warning for all this, I didn't mention that earlier on, but, you know, if you don't want to get spoiled on any of the games or the show, then sort of stop listening here. But by now you would have been. But, um, so it's like, uh, the, uh, I'll, I'll wait until we get to that part. We'll see. All right. It's just, right just it's
1: weird. Like, it feels like two, th- two series just like thrown together where it's yeah. like, one's it's a like prophecy the Sims with, and... with world ending stakes and the other one is the Sibs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is <Yeah>. happening?
0: <laughs> Um, but, uh, so from there we get our anime opening, uh, music, which is like, it's a banger. It is fucking great. It gets you hyped for yeah. nothing to happen. <laughs> You're
1: like, hell yeah, he's going to a ramen shop. <laughs> it's sick.
0: Yeah. So, um, it's a really good song. I'm really, uh, like they, they lucked out with that guy. Like he's, he's pretty good. But, um, from there we go to the MJQ jazz bar and we get our first introduction to Terry of Yokosuka. Oh. Who, uh... The boy. <laughs> I'm not sure, like, I think his opening, in the, or his intro in the game is a little more impactful. Um, since it's like, you don't really see him until you rescue Nozomi after you sort of fight the Mad Angels. Um, so it's like, you know, we sort of got a different introduction.
1: They should it's, have given him the Master Chen... Treatment where, like, where the last episode ended with him in the yeah, dark, and it's like his silhouette, yeah, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, do that. yeah, like they show his face and everything. It's like, oh, yeah. So he's
0: talking with some of his goons in the <coughs> bar, and uh, they're talking about how Charlie got the shit kicked out of him. Um, you know, and they're like, yeah, like it, it was this kid, and he's like, oh, I thought it would have been the Chens. And this is sort of like they sort of allude to it in the games that the Chens are like an illicit organization that does shady shit but we never really they don't elaborate on it much you don't meet them no you meet them but like you don't um like they don't explain like oh yeah they're like antique dealers who illegally smuggle like chinese artifacts into the country so they can go around customs like that's
1: something that we don't really get in the game fucking stupid hold on did this just hit me that master chen is is the leader of the chens yes God, I'm so fucking dumb. Oh, my God. Okay, it's all coming together. There you go. (laughs) So they're like, yeah, some kid did it. And, uh, uh,
0: you know, basically Terry's like, okay, like, we have to sort of deal with this now, I guess, you know. And uh, so after that, we go to um, Ryo, who's going to the pottery shop um, that Yamagashi-san told him about in the previous episode so he can get the letter translated. Um, He goes there, and it's been closed for the day, um, but the kid who Rio had saved from Charlie in the previous episode, he's like, oh, yeah, like, why are you at my house? The bowl cut boy. Yeah, the bowl cut boy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's like, yeah, like, I live here, you know, like, my family's here, um, and my grandma owns the shop, so, like, I can get you in, and, like, you can ask whatever, so he goes in, and his creepy hot grandma dude uh, no (laughs) it's it's like
1: like she herself is not hot but she's got a fucking rocking bod i don't know why the animators decided to give her a 20 year old slim figure and then wrinkle her face all up (laughs) like yeah it's an old woman it's like oh it's disturbing it's fucking it's like the uncanny valley thing it's i didn't like it but uh so they go in there and um you know
0: she's like oh thanks for saving my grandson from that Doug that day you know like if there's anything I can do just let me know and he's like hey translate this letter like it's in these weird Chinese characters that no one can read and she um in the game they sort of talk about how she's like also a Chinese teacher and so she you know knows all all sorts of different forms and writings of uh Chinese and so she's like oh these are mirrored characters you have to fucking put them in the conveniently placed mirror here so that way we can read it that
1: was a convenient mirror yeah and it is in the game like it's just chilling (laughs) there it's like oh like okay was her was her body just as rocking in the video no not at all what the fuck (laughs) so um the translation is a
0: little different than what it is in the game um so it reads beware those coming they seek the mirror contact master chen for help if the situation gets dire signed zu yunda and then on the back um this is like the thing that really is different um than the sort of code phrase that's listed on the back it's um in this it's father's sky nine dragons mother's earth common allies whereas um in the game it's father's heaven nine dragons mother's earth comrades which um oh it's just like a, i don't know like a different translation so <laughs> yeah. they bring the russians <laughs> So it's just a different translation, I think, because they vaguely mean the same thing. But that, um, that
1: would be better. Well, I don't know, actually, because it's like two words for all of them. So common allies. Yeah, yeah. It fits a lot better.
0: Yeah, it just comes down to, like, personal preference and, I guess, what you know. Um, And then on the back, there's also a uh, <clears throat> phone number. Um, You know, she's like, yeah, these ancient characters are numbers, so you should go ahead and, like, try and call
1: I that. I thought that was funny. It's like, oh, my God, these are ancient characters for a phone this number phone number <laughs>
0: <laughs> so um he goes to this payphone that's at the uh tobacco <clears throat> shop nearby and calls the number um and it turns out that's uh basically the um you know he, he calls this number and they say father's heaven and he's like ah like it's a code phrase and so he says the corresponding code words And then after that, um, you know, the guy on the other line is like, okay, warehouse number eight. And Rio just doofs it all up. And he's like, is this the Chen residence? Doofed it up again. (laughs) He doofed it up. (laughs) And so then the person on the other end of the phone is just like, fuck this kid.
1: And he hangs up on him. Can you, in the game, like, so it's a phone number. And can you, in the the game, pick up a phone, dial any number? There are certain numbers that you can call.
0: Like, at the beginning, um, in the, like, little notebook that you have for all your clues it has like the 104 number which is just like an information number which he calls and we'll get to that in a second here but it also has like the numbers of all his friends um including nozomi and you can sort of call her and get unique dialogue that you only can
1: get if you call them but you can't just like randomly call numbers you can but it's like oh they didn't pick up you know could you call this number and then they'd be like is this like a i've never is this a gameplay barrier where like if you call this number they go what's the code name I've and never, if you've never gotten that far rio's like Ugh, is I've this never, the chen i've actually never tried that
0: and i'm curious yeah, now now we got to know um but you could also call the cops <clears throat> and uh that's where we get the line where he's like i don't want to get them involved then he just immediately <laughs> hangs up <laughs> but um so from there uh he calls that 104 number which is like the information hotline for, um, you know, it's basically the operator essentially um, for Japan. And uh, from there, he sort of tells them the area code and they're like, Oh, that's in Amihama in the warehouse district. Um, You know? And so he's sort of like, okay, that's where I need to go. Amihama.
1: I think it's weird that they didn't like, uh, he said all the coding words and then they still were like, wait, who is this? (laughs) It's like, you said the code words. Who do you give a fuck? It is. They obviously know what you are. Like it's, Whatever. Is this the Chen <laughs> residence? <laughs> um, so uh,
0: after this, he's like, okay, I gotta take the bus to the uh, harbor, basically. And this would be where disc one of the game ends. Um, you know, and so then you transition over to the second disc. Um, so we go to the harbor, and uh, Rio comes across these three thugs that are mugging this dude. He confronts them, and he says, uh, the line's a little different, but he says, Mugging is uncool, guys. It's out of style. Damn. Whereas in the game, he says, "Don't you know that blackmail
1: is way uncool?" And that's way fucking better. <laughs> but also, like, what the fuck does that mean? Exactly. <laughs> I bet you that would intimidate them way more. They'd be like, "What did so this he retarded? You'd think to think about that. You'd be like, "What the fuck? <laughs> this man's unstable.
0: <laughs> I'm getting the fuck out of here." <laughs> So um, the two goons, they recognize Rio and they're like, oh, that's a guy from Yokosuka High. Like, we shouldn't fuck with him. But Goro, who has this glorious pompadour, is like, <laughs> I'm gonna fucking beat the shit out of this guy. He tries fighting Rio, and he <laughs> Rio just throws him into these garbage cans, and uh, he lets the guy who's getting mugged get away. And I will say, like... One thing I do miss is like all the really cheesy like noises people make in the games. Because in the game, <laughs> the noise he makes when he lets him go is like, <laughs> <laughs> and he just runs off. Whereas in this, he's like, he's like, hey, thanks, man. Like, goodbye. Oh,
1: that so much better. <laughs> <laughs>
0: they didn't even do it in the English style of this. So damn. it's like, uh, he lets that guy go and. uh... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, so, then Goro, he completely changes his tune, and, uh, he's like, oh, I'll do anything, like, what do you want, like, I'll help you with anything, (laughs) and, uh, Ryo's like, hey, where's warehouse number eight, and, uh, he's like, oh, it's over there, you know, he points to it, and he's like, yeah, you should probably wait until after, like, seven, because that's when the guards all get off, and it's really different from how this sort of goes in the game, like, there is, I will say it's padding, honestly, because that's sort of what it is, um, there's, like, a new warehouse district and an old warehouse district. And each of them have a warehouse number eight. So first he oh. goes to the new warehouse number eight. And uh, he sort of overhears some of the workers there that, um, they're like, yeah, they keep sending all this, like, you know, stuff that's supposed to be going to warehouse number eight and the old warehouse district. And so Rio's like, ah, I need uh-huh. to go there. Um, And so we sort of skip over that, which I'm okay with. Yeah. Like, honestly, it's sort of, is just something that is just padding, honestly. <laughs> if we're being honest here, but um, you know, so he goes to the old warehouse district, and uh, we get something that is just straight up one of the quick time events from the game, where he's sneaking in, and uh, the phone goes off in the little guard's office. Um, he's sort of hunched over, and the phone causes him to like jump a bit, and he hits this thing that would have knocked over like a flashlight and alerted the guard. Um, but he catches it just like in the QTE. Uh,
1: I, I appreciate that they were that faithful. <laughs> <There's> <laughs> they put a,
0: in QTE events. There are actually a few of them, uh, like that have been throughout the previous episodes. I didn't really
1: draw yeah. attention to them, but but that um, one was wholly unnecessary. Yeah. <laughs> Except for just being like, you remember that? There you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Also, like, can you is back to the game where you go to the new warehouse and there's the old one. Can you just go straight to the old one? Or do you have to waste your time? You have to waste your time. Oh, my God. Yeah,
0: yeah. Okay. And so it's like, um, <laughs> from there, uh, he sneaks past that first guard in the little guardhouse, house uh, and um, immediately gets captured by these people who throw him in a burlap bag. Yeah, they just, he just runs into a bag.
1: <laughs> <laughs> They're, like, and, waiting for him by the guard station.
0: Yeah, and this is, like, way different than uh, the game because, like, in the game you have to, like, it's like a stealth segment where you have to sneak around the guards in the old warehouse district mm. um and find warehouse number 8 whereas in this it's like he gets caught in the burlap bag and then immediately taken to warehouse number 8 they're probably like, we, we don't want to animate that and
1: it's like just fucking burlap just put him bag. in a bag <laughs> just put him in a bag
0: so um uh he gets brought into warehouse number 8 mm. and uh it's sort of interesting cuz like we never saw much of the Chen organization besides uh, Guizhang and Master Chen, but there were like two other goons with them there mm. who brought Rio in the burlap bag, um, you know, and so he's in there with them, and uh, they're like, okay, release him or whatever. Yeah,
1: they also, they tied him up just to be like, fucking, why'd you do that? Like, yeah, it's like, is that kid called. like, come on. He knew the code it was word. was a waste of rope. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so um, they, you know, they untie him, and uh, Rio is like, "Oh, I have this ma- this uh, letter that instructed me to ask you for assistance." And really, the letter was meant for his dad, but that's neither here nor there. Um, and so he's like, "Yeah, seek the aid of Master Chen if you're ever in trouble." And they sort of talk about because um, they see that the letter is signed by Yonda Yun- Zhu, and uh, basically, Master Chen is like, "Yeah, years ago, um, someone, you know." basically brought the mirror over to Japan, and uh, Yandazu was one of the people who was involved in bringing that to Japan, essentially. So we're getting some more backstory on who Yandazu is, as well as, um, you know, like, why it's important that Ryo's going to want to find him later on. Is that something resolved in the first game? No, that's in the second game. You okay. don't meet him until, like, the end of, like, probably two-thirds of the way through Shenmue 2. Damn. Okay. Yeah. And, I mean, we'll get there. Like, I, I, I I'm of the mindset that we're going to get through the second game by the end of this season of the anime.
1: Yeah, it's going pretty fast.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um so from there, uh you know, he's like, yeah, this guy Lan Di stole one of the mirrors and uh essentially then uh you know, Master Chen is like Lan Di like I sort of know who that is like vaguely, like he's the leader of this other cartel from China called the Chiyu Men. And we flash over to something that we don't see in the games, which is um Landy is in China and they're speaking Chinese, which I think is a sort of cool little, um, you know, like, I guess way to make things feel more like, I guess, real for lack of a better word, yeah. whereas like in the English
1: dub, everyone's speaking English the whole time, whereas in this they switch over to Chinese it's because... Just a, it's, a bet, it's a good way to pace your anime too, like in the game, you know, I guess you can fucking spend more time and be more of a slow burn, but like to pace out your animes and remind people like, oh yeah, that's the that's the villain, what are they up to, and this and that. Like I, yeah, see a lot of, yeah. I see a lot of shows do that where they balance, like, what's happening here? What's this? Yeah, yeah, and so, like, I think
0: this is, like, a flashback, because this is how, um, basically, Lan <laughs> found out about Yandazu and how he was the one who brought the mirror over to Japan, and so then from there, he's, like, he's interrogating this guy in China, and the guy's like, okay, Yandazu is the one who did it. Like, that's the one you want to talk to to figure out about this. Um, so then after that, we sort of flash back to, um, you know, Japan. And uh, Master Chen is like, okay, you know, there's one more mirror, the Phoenix Mirror. And if Lan Di got the Dragon Mirror, chances are good that he's going to come back for the Phoenix Mirror. So you probably need to sort of find that.
1: This is about the point where, like, I don't know. My dad's never been killed by a c- cartel captain. Uh, but... <laughs> I think at this point if I learned that I'd be like, "Oh no. Oh shit, I'm 18. No one uses guns so it's okay. It's just all martial arts. You can do it, bitch. They're going to fucking <laughs> give it. me a Chinese necktie, fucking <laughs> rip my eyes out of my head. Yeah, I, I'm uh, I'm good. Like they, like Londi literally like could have killed him on the spot but it was like, "You know what? I'm a nice guy. I'm not going to do that. But yeah. fuck off." <laughs> and I'd be like, "Fuck man." My dad was tied up in cartels and got killed. That's rough. I think I got to go on with my life at this point. Like, Rio's fucking dedicated.
0: So, uh, from here, though, Rio, um, you know, he's like, okay, I got to find this mirror. He leaves the warehouse district, and we see this sort of weird shot. I didn't notice it the first time I watched it, um, but I've seen it, like, four times at this point, just between, like, I watched it in English, then Japanese, then Japanese again, so I could write the synopsis then with Ben. nice. Um, so, I noticed that um, for some reason when Ryo is leaving the warehouse district, Goro is like spying on him. Uh, like, you sort of yeah, see him chill in there and uh, I
1: didn't that was right notice
0: either. that the first time and I'm wondering what that's going to lead to. Because that's <laughs> never anything that like happens in the game. Yeah, so I, I thought I'm, they like, were going to address that. Yeah, so I'm not sure what they're really going to do with that. Um, from there... Uh, you know, we get this, um, basically scene with Guizhang and, uh, Master Chen, which is something that's, uh, we don't really see much of their dynamic in the game. We get a bit more with that, um, and we see a different side to Master Chen, where he's sort of being an asshole to his son. Like, he's like, Dad, why the fuck are we helping this kid? He's like, you don't fucking call me Dad. We are in a crime syndicate. Like, (laughs) you need to... Address me as your superior, like that's what this is. Mm-hmm. And he says a line which I think is fucking badass. He's like, The day we return to being father and son is the day we leave the underworld, the day we die. Yeah, it's like, oh, and it's like, God damn. Um, and so from there, we go back to Rio. He's looking around his house for clues about the Phoenix Mirror, he's looking through his dad's room. Um, and he finds a sword in his father's room. Uh, they did sort of change the location of the sword. It's in the dojo in the game in like a locked box that you find the key in your father's basically study, and then you sort of have to go from there. Like, okay. just for the sake of like pacing, I think it's better to have it in the house, and then, you know, he's sort of like, well, shit, why is this here? Like, why is there
1: a sword here? Yeah. Um. So he's going looking... through his dad's stuff after he's dead and stuff that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Um, So he's looking around the dojo and he falls over like a a dingus (laughs) Um, because he's looking behind this fucking poster on the wall. And uh, Fuku-san and Ine-san show up, and they're like, Ryo, what happened? <laughs> and so, uh, you know, they're patching him up. Uh, Ine-san's putting, like, a Band-Aid on his back for some reason. Yeah. Um And nope. he's shirtless, and it's like, hey, look at how swollen yeah, His back was is. fucking ripped, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, she's sort of, he's talking to them about, like, did father ever mention anything about another mirror in the house? And they're like, no, but Ine-san is like, there was this thing that uh, Iwao entrusted to this antique shop dealer um, before he died, like a few days before he died. Um, you know, and that might be something that you want to look into. So he goes to um, basically the uh, this antique shop and uh, the owner is like, oh yeah, like your dad gave you, uh, basically gave me this and told me to, you know, keep an eye on it and polish it every day and all that stuff. And it's a sword handguard That has the family crest on it and uh, they sort of talk a bit about the Chen organization as well Um, you know we get this line where the uh, like the antique shop owners like you really don't want to be messing around with those people because like on the surface they have like you know the the front for their illicit actions and they're just like a trading company but they're like underworld operations like they smuggle in art And all this stuff. And they're people that you probably don't want to be associating with. See,
1: I heard all that. And I was like, oh, shit. They're using Rio to get to the mirror. And then they're going to take the mirror from him or something. But, like, I like they're art smugglers. Yeah, yeah. And what would be more priceless than this super, like, amazing mirror? I don't know. Like, I would kind of... I guess that would run kind of counter to the letter being like, go to this guy for help. But uh, I was kind of like... If I was Ryo, I'd be like, hmm, they do seem really interested
0: in this mirror. Yeah, and that's, they, we'll get to something a bit later. Um, Actually, like, immediately the next scene that's sort of like, it is presented in a different way in the anime. Um, So from there, he's walking back home, and uh, he notices that he's being tailed by someone. And he's like, hey, like, I know you've been tailing me for a few blocks now. Just show yourself. And it's Zhang. And in the game, Ryo says something like, so you're working with Landy," And it's like sort of a thing where maybe they were implying that he was like, oh, they're after the mirror too, so they're probably working with him because they sent Guizeng to sort of, you know, attack me or something. And so they um, they tussle a bit. And uh, it's very clear at this point that Guizeng uh, is a lot more... Uh, you know, better at martial arts than him, he does this, like, cool jab in his face, and he's (laughs) like, oh, shit, it's one of those, like, slow-mo anime moments. Cuts to commercial. Yeah, and then they show (laughs) you, like, a different shot going into that. That is where the commercial break happened. Yep. Um, And so, uh, he's like, yeah, you know, like, my father instructed me to test you and to be your bodyguard, and uh, Rio's like, well, why the fuck would he want that? Like, I'm just a nobody, like, I don't mean anything in this, and he's like, you don't understand your fucking place in all this yet, do you? And it's
1: like, what is that? Let's never elaborate on that ever it's, again. Yeah, he's again <laughs> affirming. He's like, you're in way over your fucking head, aren't you? And he's like... <laughs> I'm going to fight a cartel leader. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, he basically
0: fights him a little bit. And, uh, you know, he warns Rio that he needs to find the mirror as soon as possible. And we get Chai sort of creeping around again on the rooftop. I... Th- want to say this is in the game the first time you see chai is on the rooftop oh yeah Um, yeah so it's like it's sort of interesting and i guess probably a net positive in the end that we've seen him throughout the show so far otherwise it'd be like who the fuck is that skinhead right just like hanging out a motherfucker they also like
1: they they kind of like have him have rio do a flashback where he's like oh like, I just almost got my ass kicked by this guy. Yeah. And it's like when I almost got my ass kicked by that guy, Chen, or whatever the golem... I forget his name. Not Chen. Chai? Chai. Yeah. And I got my ass kicked from Lan D. Oh, I suck. But he, like, beat that the comes, shit well, that thing, out of Chai. That, that,
0: yeah, that's later, though. When he's Is in it? the dojo. Yeah. When he's with Fuku-san. We'll get there, though.
1: All right. Well anyway uh, we'll, we'll talk about that i wanted to say also with, with chai they like every time they show chai he's like <laughs> and that is the exact fucking. noise
0: that they <laughs> he makes in the game and the japanese dub so it's like they they followed that pretty much to a t <laughs> um which i like uh you know he's just this creepy fucking like you said golem looking motherfucker yeah. <laughs> um so from there uh cut his nails No, he does not. (laughs) Um, So after that, he's walking back home, and he comes across uh, uh, Nozomi and Mai, and they're just sort of talking in front of the uh, flower shop that Nozomi and her family run. Um, And they're sort of, he's like, oh, well, where would you hide a mirror, you know, if you had one? And at first they're like, why would we hide a mirror? That's stupid. And then they say, like, well, I don't like it when people watch me using a mirror, so, like, I sort of wish I had, like, a secret room To have it. And Ryo's like,
1: secret room! (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Of
0: course. Um, And so after that, Mai's like, hey, I gotta go back to help my family or whatever. And Nozomi is, like, trying to ask Ryo for advice about the future. And uh, she just sort of runs off before anything comes of that. It's Uh, not even how that... Like, it was like,
1: (laughs) Ryo, I have to ask you something. And she's all blushing and fucking trying to keep her panties from falling on the ground and he's <laughs> like what's up she's like i need advice on the future and then he goes huh and she's like Wah! And runs away that's how <laughs> that went <laughs> um and he's just like
0: the future what, what the like, hell what is, the is fuck are you what's talking you on about what are you saying <laughs> to me right now <laughs> so he goes back to the dojo and uh him and fukusan are sparring and uh, Rio kicks his ass, and Fuku-san is like, "Hey, you've gotten like super strong. Like you're on a completely different level now, man." And uh, Rio, he sort of is just like thinking about all the people he's fought, like Landi, he couldn't lay a hand on him; he just got his ass kicked. All right, Chai, yeah. he beat, which, but he's also like, "No, he's too strong." Well, and that's
1: what I wanted to say. Like, so I, it's at this moment, I guess, not the other one, where he's like reflecting on the fights. Yeah, and and he acts like he he wasn't good enough for Chai, but he beat him. And, like, it would have been better thematically and would have made more sense with the game stuff if he didn't beat Chai, like, in that first episode of the anime. Yeah. You know, like, it would have made us actually feel like his power level is like, oh, it was there, now it's here. And
0: that's why it's, like, I don't know, it's sort of interesting that, like, Guizang and Chai were sort of, like, I don't know, not evenly matched. Like, I think Guizang was better, but Chai was more, like, cunning and just ran off after he threw that fucking Mm -hmm. jar at gui um but uh i don't know it's just interesting in that like we don't really have a good idea of what like the scale is for power whereas like in anime usually that's like something that's very like apparent like you think of like dragon ball z where that's like
1: power levels is like a big thing that people talk about Um, I i just don't understand why they chose to have chai lose that first fight in the first episode if they're going for like, they're, it seems like they're going for as accurate of a storytelling thing as the games you're going for. Yeah. And keeping them intimidating and stuff and, and yeah, to have a flashback where he's confused and like, oh, I couldn't, I'm not good enough
0: for yeah. that, but yeah. he beat him. What <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> well, and that's why I'm like, once we get to what would have been the first fight with Chai in the game in the arcade, if they even do that, like, I don't know that we're gonna actually do that at all, because like, based on the previews for the next episode, it sort of seems like they're immediately going to him getting a job at the Harbor. Um, whereas like all the stuff with him fighting him in the arcade, that's stuff that happens when you're just trying to get a ticket to Hong Kong. Um, so it's like, I don't know. It would be interesting to see if he loses a second fight that they have, but then wins the third fight at the Harbor at Mm -hmm. the end of the first game or the, the end of the, I guess this part of the anime, but, um, you know, he's sort of reflecting on that and after they've sparred him and Fukusan, um, they're cleaning the dojo, and we just basically like this is probably the laziest way they could have done it. Yeah. To reveal the uh basically them marking where the um you know, the Hazuki family crest, which is the handguard and the sword are gonna go into. Um, and so Fukusan is like yeah, what are these things on the wall behind <laughs> these posters? Like, that I conveniently... That I conveniently removed. now for the first time. Yeah, it's like, you've got a lot of secrets here. Yeah. It's like, I've lived here a long time, but I don't... Secret.
1: Secret room?
0: <laughs> Could it be? So, he puts two and two together, and he sees the family crest. He's like, oh, shit, the handguard goes there, and then the sword has its own little slot. He puts both of them in there, and it unlocks this basically secret door in the dojo that leads to this little basement and uh he goes down and he finds it's a lot different from the game he finds this basically like altar thing set up with this little box and inside the box is the phoenix mirror whereas in the game i don't know if you remember where the mirror's Isn't hidden it like in, the,
1: in, a, in the wall and you stick your hand in it or something? Yeah,
0: there's like a fake wall <laughs> that uh you have to like investigate the basement to find, and then he gets this fucking axe and breaks a hole into the wall. Jesus. And uh finds the uh Phoenix mirror hidden there. But um he finds it and basically like the light from the doorway like reflects off the mirror and points towards this photo and that's on one of the shelves and he pulls the photo out and it's a photo of his father when he was younger in bailu village with someone else that we don't know yet (gasps) it's like oh who could that be (laughs) um and so he looks at that uh and we get a funny little easter egg um uh we've had sort of similar ones where it's the like sega branded like Mm -hmm. photo paper on there um sega film yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and they do that all through the games like the batteries are like sega branded batteries like they <laughs>
1: do they actually make
0: stuff like that or is it just no no yeah <laughs> it's uh, just like just a funny little thing but
1: i think it's interesting that like so there was all that all that process that went into getting the phoenix mirror and rio's dad gave the hilt that would have opened that wall like away right before yeah he was like oh you yeah. hold on to this so he, like, knew that Landy was coming, or something. Yeah. He knew he,
0: something was happening. There's one thing that they do not do that they did in the game. If you, like, immediately after the uh, y- your father is murdered, you sort of can look around the house and, like, investigate things on your own. There's a letter that Iwao left to Rio before he died that sort of is like, oh, he knew he was going to die. Hmm. Um, Like, it's like, you need to... Live by your convictions and die by your convictions, and he's like, "That's how I lived my life." And past tense, you know, and it's like, "Oh." And Rio even puts it together. He's like, "Oh, he knew Londi was coming." So it's like, yeah. Um, And I do like I'm glad that you picked up on that, even though they didn't explicitly say that, like in the letter right. that you see. Yeah, like yeah, for of... him to
1: just randomly be like, "Uh, we'll hold you hold on to this just in yeah, case." Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, so that's just sort of cool stuff like that. But um, from there, let me go back to the sort of thing oh and one other thing that i just want to talk about and it's like we still to this day don't know why it's significant but when he's in the basement you can through your investigation like you open a book and a white leaf falls out of one of the pages of the book and you take it with you along the journey he's like the leaf is like not dead and he's like that's weird that it's probably been in here a long time because like the basement is like covered in dust he's like but the leaf is still fine it's just this white leaf Hmm. and that's something that's uh is like a key item that is imported when you import your save to Shenmue 2 and then likewise is still a thing you have in Shenmue 3 even though you can technically miss it like you don't have to get that but that's something that's um because like you can't import uh like your save from Shenmue 2 to Shenmue 3 they just start you off with a set inventory. From the Shenmue tree? And that's why we don't know. Oh. Uh so it's like it's this weird thing where I'm like, is it actually important because we didn't see it in this? You know? And
1: that's it's just yeah, something. That's
0: true. Yeah. Huh. So it's like, I don't know. It's just interesting stuff that they've sort of changed or like they're not wanting to focus on. But um from there, after he finds the mirror. He uh, basically goes back to Warehouse number 8, and he shows Master Chen that he got the mirror. And uh, from there, Master Chen sort of goes into this legend around the mirrors and what they might cause to happen (laughs) if they're brought together. He's like, yeah, if both of them are brought together, then a
1: monster called Chiyo will resurrect itself on Earth and devour the world. I want you guys to, like... (laughs) That might have gone past you. I want you to slow it down and run that by it again. So, like, imagine... Your father just got killed by El Chapo, and uh, El Chapo. <laughs> and he goes back to Mexico, and you're like, I gotta get to Mexico to kill El Chapo, you know, like you would do, <laughs> and uh, then you, you're investigating. You get to the guy, and he's like, Hold on, El Chapo's part of the fucking I don't know what gang the the demon head gang the yeah. demon head actually refers to one of satan's lieutenants a uh, beelzebub <laughs> and it's a legend that he's going to resurrect and that's what el chapo's trying to he's trying to bring back a demon actually <laughs> so not only is he the head of a cartel he's trying to put satan on earth <laughs> and then you would go hmm well i'm still going to get him <laughs> No, that's when you call a fucking a, uh, an exorcist, an exorcist- <laughs> i don't know what <laughs>
0: Um, But, like, sort of going into, like, possible spoilers for the future, one of the other things that they talk about the mirrors possibly being, like, used for is that, um... They're like, yeah, if you have both mirrors, then it will lead to, uh, the treasure of, like, the the Qin Dynasty, essentially. Um, which was, like, the first dynasty in China. And, like, if you... It's, like, destiny that whoever finds that treasure will become, like the next emperor of China, essentially, or the next leader of China. And uh, so it's like sort of this weird thing where there's like a disconnect between the like, could it actually be like a demon that it's going to summon? Or is it just like treasure, you know, beyond your wildest dreams sort
1: of thing? that would redeem it if it was like ancient legend that it was a demon but it's actually just some like ceramic soldier and they're like oh you whatever yeah it's like there's geo <laughs> the statue i don't know it's just getting wild like all this it's a lot of exposition dump into fucking supernatural shit well, and and it's, it's like that's happening too i think
0: like i don't know what i'm sort of getting the gist of is that like because it's such an old legend people have sort of come up with their own like well we don't know what the mirrors do but
1: there has to be something to it because you know they wouldn't oh, allude there's to all this oh, no, stuff there's
0: something too it, but it's like you know we just don't know for sure what how yet. weird it's gonna get yeah like, and that's what, it and there's stuff that happens in shenmue 3 that like with shenhua where it's like <laughs> she doesn't shoot beams or anything yeah but like uh it's sort of my understanding that like um Yu Suzuki is like, because he did all, like, before he made the games, he did all this research in China. Like, he talked with all these martial arts masters and stuff. And so he sort of got fascinated with, like, the idea of, like, Qi, which is, like, energy that's in all life, sort of thing, basically, the force. Um, And so, like, they sort of allude to things that, like, Shenhua may have some level of control over this. Like, there's this character that in Shenmue 3 can't get him to talk he won't spill the beans about anything she's like let me talk to him and she fucking does something to get him to talk and he looks terrified afterwards like you go back in and he's like just get her away oh from my me like, I told her everything and you're like you never address it whatsoever in that game uh, it's Jesus. just like it's like what did she do to him I don't fucking know it's like Le Chif at fucking Casino Royale I don't, like, I don't
1: know. you can there's a balance you could like and they haven't overstepped the balance yet But I don't want them to. Like, they, like, (laughs) it's still grounded and there's still realistic stuff. But if it turns out that, like, Lon D wants the mirrors to bring a demon god onto the realm of man, it's like, what (laughs) is happening? And that's why I'm
0: like, I think that was maybe initially what they were going to do. But then because fans were like, yeah, we sort of like that, like, the story is grounded,
1: I think maybe they were like, maybe it's just treasure. I don't understand how they <laughs> you know? wouldn't think it'd be grounded when you can literally just like individually open drawers and <laughs> and, and <laughs> finger <laughs> finger one thing at a time. <laughs> but how are you going to fight I don't know. It's weird. Fight the demons. Yeah. Like you can have chi and you can have the mirrors being like maybe they have like an old mystic property and maybe Lundy yeah. wants to try to find out what that was. But if he if just knows that it's going to open yeah. the portals of hell I don't and know. that's why i'm like i i'm just i'm curious to see
0: where all this goes and that's why fans want another fucking game yeah <laughs> to figure out what the fuck is going on it's just like excuse me oh we'll explain it we'll explain it later yeah wait for shenmue 4 or maybe <laughs> 5 i don't know um so uh they're talking about all this stuff uh with master chen um you know and he's like No matter what, like even though like we're not sure if that's what's gonna happen if he gets the mirrors, all we know is that Lan Di is planning on getting both of them
1: for whatever it is. He's showing this like one of this like ceramic plate he has in the warehouse with like Chi Yu on it, and he's like this demon looking thing. Yeah, yeah, uh, spooky. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so from there, uh, Chai sort of
0: jumps in and uh, he's trying to steal the mirror because he's been listening in throughout this and he knows that the second mirror is with them um and he tr- takes it from ryo and then uh he sort of tussles with gui a little bit um and gui sort of gets the best of him and so chai he just throws a pot at him and jumps up onto the scaffolding so that he can escape and we get another one of the things that was a qte in the game where they're like hey press this button so that way <laughs> <laughs> you can
1: cause the scaffolding to like move and uh knock him down so i asked what happened if you failed it and apparently chai just fucking dips with the mirror and he dips with an Ryo's like well i guess i ended the world and that's just like the end <laughs> nah they need to try it again it just
0: yeah they they have you try again um in the event that you fail that there are some qtes that like you're allowed to fail i guess in air quotes where it's not like that one yeah not that one <laughs> that's like okay you really fucked up
1: i wanted to try to get away with it so we could see what the fuck happens yeah <laughs>
0: um so from there uh chai after he loses the mirror he's like fuck you guys and he jumps out the window <laughs> um and so uh, after he leaves um master chen and guizang are talking about the mad angels We get a little bit uh, more backstory on who they are. Um, Basically, they're arms and drug dealers. um, And they're like, yeah, in the past few years, they've really risen to prominence in Yokosuka, And, uh, you know, we're sort of in battle with them. And uh, from there, uh, you know, they're like, yeah, they probably are the ones who brought Long D here as like his guide, basically. This is where the theme music kicks in. So, you know, the episode's wrapping up. Essentially. yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And so, um, you know, uh, he's basically like, you know, well, where are they going to take Lonnie now? And they're like, oh, he's probably going back to Hong Kong because that's where the uh Yu men have like a base of operations. And so, um, from there, Rio's like, oh, well, you should give me a, like give me a ticket to Hong Kong or help me get to Hong Kong. And uh, Master Chen is like, no, like you are not, you know, strong enough to do this. Like you're putting yourself up against the cartel. I appreciate that. Yeah, he's an adult, he's and it's like, like, how old are you? <laughs> He's like, I would be putting you in line with, like, criminals. Like, you're not fit for this. Like, I don't want you to throw your life away just seeking revenge. And, uh, Ryo is, like, sort of trying to appeal to Guizhang, and he's like, well, what would you do if your father was killed right in front of you? And at first, Guizhang is sort of like, he's like, oh shit, like, yeah, like, I would, you know, even though my dad's sort of an asshole, like, Mm -hmm. I would fucking do the same thing if I were in your shoes. Um, but, uh, Master Chen sort of stops that line of thought before it goes anywhere, and he's like, No, like we're not doing this. Like you're <laughs> you're staying here, that's it. We're not getting you involved with this. Go home, basically. Um, and so from there, uh, you know, basically Lon D, we see him leaving uh Japan on a boat, and he's like, Okay, I gotta find Yandazu. And that's They the also end of do this thing where
1: like Guizhang is like sees how serious Ryo is, and he's like Hey kid, hey eighteen year old kid, aren't you afraid of fucking dying? Oh yeah. And Rio yeah. just goes, No. And it's like
0: what? Well, and Rio, like, <laughs> they've really doubled down on this in the anime. Like in the games it's really just about him getting vengeance. Like they sort of allude to him being like, Is my father really who he thought he mm-hmm. was? Um But uh in this they're like really doubling down on like you know, like part of his motivation is to clear his father's name, in a way, and, like, because he sort of is, like, was my father involved in this Underworld stuff, too? And Master Chen's, like, I can't say for sure. Like, I don't know. Mm. Uh, But, uh, yeah, we end the episode there. Another cliffhanger. Um, You know, we're sort of building towards um, what I think is probably gonna be, like, wrapping up the first game and, like, the next two episodes, because, like, there really isn't much um, left in the first game. Like, we have him... Getting the ticket, maybe, to Hong Kong, and then him getting the job at the harbor, and then uh, from there it's like the 70-man fight with the Mad Angels, which I'm fucking psyched for, because that that fight and the game is fucking awesome, (laughs) because it's so mundane up until that point, and then you're like, okay, here's literally an entire gang that you have to fight. And it's like, oh shit. Yeah. So it's like, I'm why I worked the forklift. (laughs) Yeah. That's why I trained in the parking lot for hours (laughs) in real life (laughs) to make my moves stronger. Um, so what did you think of the episode overall? Um, we've sort of, I feel like been building mystery and like sort of in incorporating new things that are elements that aren't even in the game. Um, what did you think? It was
1: good. Uh, I like it more than the first episode, maybe a little less than the second, uh, just pacing wise, but you know, it's still building interesting things. It's just so weird, all the the weird supernatural stuff they're bringing in. I'm yeah. like, all right, yeah, <laughs> let's see what happens. I guess it's just getting it's it's snowballing. Yeah, it's like actually, it's not just the head of our cartel, he's a demon lord, this and that. He's calling Cthulhu. It's like, okay, <laughs> well, uh, but, <laughs> but it was good. Uh, there weren't really any fights though, like, uh, Guizhang ambushed him, and that was kind of it. Yeah, so yeah. the animation didn't get to like shine really.
0: Yeah, and I'm like, I'm thinking that they're gonna take things, like I don't know, cause this episode it was slow, cause that part of the game is slow. Yeah, when he starts working in the harbor, there's thugs that are like trying to rough him up and stuff. So there are fights that happen throughout the time you're working at the harbor mm. with the forklift. Um, you know, and then it all culminates in that 70 man battle and then a rematch with Chai. Yeah. This Um, is like,
1: this is when I would, if you told me there was going to be a Shenmue anime, I'd be like, how are you going to make it interesting? And this is one of those episodes where it's like, yeah, how are you going to make this interesting (laughs) (laughs) where you're opening secret rooms and you need like five different things to get the keys to open the secret door. And it's like, that's a lot.
0: I feel like they (laughs) struck a good balance though with like in the games obviously like a bigger emphasis is placed on like investigation and stuff like that whereas in this they're like you know let's just get that done like move well let's move to point a to point b really fast um and i do appreciate it because i'm like you know this would be the point in the game where you'd probably lose a lot of people um and so sort of moving things along and sort of explaining what the stakes are throughout it, like talking about Lon D and why it's bad I guess if he it, gets both mirrors. I guess
1: it felt like, I liked the second episode more because it felt like it was leading, it was building to the fight with Charlie and confronting Charlie. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and then he does. This one, it's building, he gets the Phoenix mirror, and it's like, now what? Yeah. And it's just like, now you go to Hong Kong. And it's like, so just another, but not really, though. they just like push the goalposts. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, all right. So it's not as interesting, but it's, I mean, it's still fine. I didn't upset me. Yeah, There wasn't too much besides that fucking grandmother's body that was like, (laughs) (laughs) what the fuck? Yeah, (laughs) that was an interesting uh, decision. um,
0: uh, So, sort of uh, alluding to that, um, you know, at the pace we're going, uh, we're a little over basically what would be like a third of the first game. Um, You know, and I sort of talked about this. At the pace we're going, I think we're probably going to get to the end of the second game. I've sort of changed my mind because initially I was like, there's no way we get to the end of Shenmue 2, because, like, the last third of that game is very slow. It's mm. you walking through the forest with Shenhua, just, like, talking for, like, an entire disc what? worth of game. uh Because it's like, they're like, yeah, it's like a four-day walk to Guilin. Oh, from, my. Or to God. Bailu Village from where they are. <laughs> and
1: you do those four days? Yes. Jesus Christ.
0: Yeah. But it's like, I don't know, when you're actually in it, um, I mean, it goes <laughs> you like... play this? <laughs> it's not <laughs> like... Because each... Uh, just to sort of give you context, like, a day
1: in Shenmue is an hour in real time. Okay. So you watch a Lord of the Rings extended edition movie, but it's just you talking to an NPC in broken English. That's neither here nor Oh, now. my God. <laughs> Without the context of, like... Okay, so, like, what makes
0: it, I don't know, sort of, like, important is that uh, you've had dreams about this character throughout the first two games. Yeah. And so when you finally meet her, it's like, oh, this is just, like, a normal person. Like, who is she? Like, you're learning about each other and asking each other questions sort of thing. Um, you know, and you're talking about your past, sort of filling in some of the gaps that we don't know With Ryo's past, like, he talks about his friends, his father, and what he thought of him. Like, you can sort of decide whether or not it's like, yeah, he was a good person overall. Or you can say, like, he was sort of cold, actually. Um, You know, and it's stuff that, like... Okay, like, you're actively picking... Yeah, it's all dialogue trees and stuff. Like, you are engaging with it. Alright, I was kind of imagining just, like, an exposition dump. No, no. Okay. (laughs) And they do more of that in Shenmue 3 as well. Like, they each day ends with like an optional thing where you can talk to Shenhua just about whatever um, you know and sort of like choose different options um, you know and just go from there but uh, um, you know so at, at the pace we're going at I'm like okay we may like they're going to obviously speed through that they'll yeah. probably do that in like no, one no actually episode.
1: we're getting a one to one four hour <laughs> animation <laughs> yeah, the last uh, six episodes that would be an interesting <laughs> twist that would be very Shenmu of the anime
0: to do <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, we're, we're probably going to get there. We're going to get to the cave, which we talked about previously. It's like they're going to start in the cave and then end in the cave. We yeah, that's what I think, yeah. Um, so, yeah, we're getting getting things wrapped up. Um, so,
1: with that, do you have any sort of final thoughts you want to talk about before we wrap things up? Or we just kind of uh, resigned that the names of the episodes in this anime don't make any sense. Why is this one called Yin Yang? <sighs> so, my thoughts... Thought on that is that,
0: um, like, Ryo is Yin and Guizhang is Yang.
1: Who the fuck is Guizhang? It's Master Chen's son. Oh, Guizhang. I'm sorry. There's so many. It's. (laughs) There's like Yang. I was thinking of Yang Zhu or whoever. Yandazhu. Yandazhu, yeah. (laughs) I think that's the idea is that, like, Ryo is so
0: intent on, like, figuring out, or, like, you know, fighting for his father's, uh, basically, you know, like, to clear his name. Whereas Guizang okay. is like, I can't
1: because my dad doesn't want me to. See that's good. Keep the names as vague as possible so yeah. that we have to be like maybe. Well, and the next episode we can draw meaning from it. The next episode is
0: called Shackles, and I'm like, is this like the shackles of a job, uh, or is this like the shackles <laughs> of Nazomi getting We're captured, getting like in the commentary game? Commentary up in here. Like I don't know. Like we'll sort of see where things go from there. But um, you know, just sort of an additional sort of thing, I did recently beat, uh, cause I'm replaying the games with the Japanese dialogue for the first time, uh, like I'd sort of bounced in and out of that before, um, but I've never completed them with the Japanese dub. so, I beat Shenmue 1 and my plan is to have Shenmue 2 beat by the end of the anime um, so we'll sort of see how that goes but, um, after sort of a cause like previously to this episode I wasn't caught up to where we were in the anime but now that i've like replayed it i'm like this is pretty good like i feel like this hits this hits everything i want um it to hit as far as like important story beats and uh i feel like it is respecting the source material to a pretty good uh, degree which is sort of unheard of for video game adaptations especially i'm
1: still very impressed yeah that it's like wow this yep this still feels like a shenmue anime yeah so that's good
0: Alright, so um, with that, we're going to wrap things up for this episode of The Boyos Discuss. If you enjoyed it, um, and you're watching on YouTube, then we'd really appreciate it if you'd like and subscribe to the channel. And let us know what you thought about the episode in the uh, comments as well. Uh, So we'll be back next week, and we're going to talk about episode 4, Shackles. Until next time. Don't you know that blackmail is way uncool?